Welcome to a patient safety podcast from Crico. Crico is the patient safety and medical malpractice company owned by and serving the Harvard medical community since 1976. Every year in July, a new class of resident physicians takes the place of their more experienced counterparts in hospitals across America. Their supervisors will work diligently to make sure that the physicians they are training are given appropriate assignments and responsibilities. Patients are protected by a system of supervision that has worked remarkably well for generations. But no system is ever perfect, and that means residents are sometimes named in malpractice suits. I believe there is a misperception among residents about the way that residents are viewed under the law and the notion of the the standard of care and and what it is that you're providing. Dr. Aaron Tward is a fellow at Massachusetts Eye and Ear Infirmary in Boston. My advice to fellow residents is that you should know that you're held to the standard of care, not the standard that another inexperienced, less experienced resident would provide, but rather the standard of care in the delivery of medicine. Dr. Tward says that the traditional hierarchical culture in medicine sometimes leads residents to believe that their attending is solely accountable to the law. Junior residents answer to senior residents, and senior residents answer to attending, so they think that if they stick to the attending's care plan and communicate up the chain of command, they won't be liable for mistakes. But attorney John Cassidy, whose Boston firm Fixman & Conley has defended many Harvard physicians, says they need to be set straight on that. It's a very natural thing for a resident to think, largely because of the way that they've been trained as doctors. In the, in the medical environment, the attending physician is responsible for the residents. And the residents understand that they're being trained and that ultimately it's the attending's responsibility. Unfortunately, in Massachusetts, the legal model doesn't follow the medical model. Instead, the legal model says a doctor is a doctor. So in other words, if a resident gets sued, what the judge tells the jury is that that resident is held to the standard of care of the average physician, not the average resident, but the average physician practicing in that resident's specialty. Unlike the medical model, there is not a legal captain of the ship. In other words, the attending physician is not responsible for what everyone else does. The attending physician is only responsible for his or her own conduct, unless the attending physician should have known that the resident was not capable of doing the task that the resident was being asked to do. But that's not usually what the claim is, and that's not usually the situation. Attendings are sometimes brought into a case by the plaintiff if there is evidence that the supervision itself has been inappropriate or negligent. Cassidy says the seminal case for resident liability in Massachusetts is from 1967, known as Barrett v. Height. In Barrett v. Height, an attending surgeon allowed a resident to perform a a cut-down procedure, which is a a method of essentially gaining access to put a, a line into a patient and something went wrong during the course of the resident doing the cutdown. The patient's lawyer tried to bring the attending into the case simply because he was the resident's supervisor. And the Supreme Judicial Court of Massachusetts said, no, the attending is only responsible for his or her own negligence, and if it was negligent for the attending to let the resident do the cutdown, 
In other words, if the resident didn't have adequate training or experience or guidance to do the cut down, then sure, the attending could be held liable. But if it was reasonable under the circumstances for the attending to allow the resident to do the cut down, then the attending is not responsible for anything and everything that might go wrong during the, the actual cut down procedure. Attorney Cassidy says that good supervision does prevent the vast majority of potential harm from a resident error. But he also says that residents need to be aware of their own liability and the need to question decisions if they have concerns. Patient safety and risk management initiatives should also be on their radar screens. That's the whole point, which is you are the master of your own fate, so to speak, and you do need to, to pay attention to patient safety. You do need to pay attention to the standards of care. For Dr. Tward, an early interest in medical legal issues came from an elective class in legal medicine in medical school. He says his peers in residency are often surprised when he tells them that they are just as liable as their supervisors when something goes wrong. Dr. Tward says that this should not inspire residents to become less collaborative or to rely less on their supervisors. Sometimes knowing their liability should mean the opposite for residents. You're not going to be put into a situation that's, that's totally unsafe. And the main thing to do is, is to use the resources that you have available to you. You know, if you're not familiar with something, call the more experienced senior person. We all as residents have a tendency to not want to call the senior person, be strong and take care of it on your own. And I think that can-do attitude is, is good to a certain extent, but um, it's particularly important, I think, at the beginning to really uh, fall back on, on your more senior experienced people, utilize them as a resource and, and let them help you, essentially. And it's expected amongst the people that have been there longer that the beginning is going to be a transition period. This has been a patient safety podcast from Crico. More information about Crico and efforts at Harvard to deliver the safest healthcare in the world is available on our website at www.rmf.harvard.edu.